What's going on, everyone? This is the Go Long Show, the final Go Long Show that's going to hit on game action anyways. We'll keep this thing going through the offseason, obviously. But, Jim, Chiefs, 49ers, it was a uh, it was a super bore for a while. You know, some turnovers, some sloppiness. And then, man, did it become the game that everybody anticipated, expected, hoped for. I mean, we're going to try to get into everything that we can here on the podcast. Uh, we're, we're kind of recording this a day later, so I think it allows for a little introspection, right? It's We've all kind of let this one marinate for a little bit. All the takes have been spewed and regurgitated, and I think everybody has a certain opinion on everything, whether it's Patrick Mahomes and legacy, should Kyle Shanahan have taken the ball in overtime like he did? Should he have let the Chiefs take the ball? Chris Jones is a monster. There's some Brock Purdy takes sprinkled in there. But, you know, when you think back to Super Bowl 58, Jim, how will you remember this game? Well, first of all, Tyler, yes, this is it's good to wrap up the season. I mean, got to finish it up strong. I, I agree Fueled with by you. your friends at Fatty. Look, of course. We were just hanging t- out there the other me. night. Trust me. Those guys are the best. Like texting with, yeah, Nick, Chris, Fatty. We had a good time the other night at Fatty Beer. We had, we had a good we had a good um, strategy session, we'll call it, the other night at Fatty. Yes. But, yeah, when I think of this game, I think of how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl and the heartbreak for a team like the 49ers, because let's face it, they had, they did everything that they needed to do to be in position to win the game and they can't do it. And I just think about, they may never get back. Like it's that hard. That's we talk about that on this show all the time about getting back the bills. Can they get back? Can the Bengals? can they get back when blah, blah, blah. We talk about it. There's only one team that always goes back. Only one Kansas city. And we can sit here and we'll get into it. It's been beat down, but everything was set up for the 49ers to win the game. You get the Mahomes turnover. You do nothing with it. That is when Tyler, that's when I was like, that you got, that's when you're not going to win the game. Like when you, when you get a gift Mahomes turnover like that and you go three and out, that's, that's like, to me, that's like, that's almost like a, I mean, like almost like a pick six for the other team, like that kind of, they just dodged that bullet. That's the play. The reason I'm talking about it, that's the type of play to me that when they go back and look at this game, that that's just unacceptable to me in the NFL when you get that turnover. And they were playing great on offense, I thought, the whole game. They had the 40 or they had the Chiefs on the on their heels, I thought. The Chiefs were confused. So anyway, point being the 49ers are going to realize how hard it is because the NFC is going to completely change next year. Like we, you know, we've kind of talked about, we're going to see a whole new, just, you know, a new vibe in the NFC. Um, And, and then it's just like the story we sit here and it's Mahomes, it's Mahomes, but in reality, that chief's defense kept them in it. Yes. And you, and you had said, you had talked about their Chiefs defense. All, you know, you had made a point to talk about them really this whole playoff run and, and Spagnolo and they kept them in it. And then Mahomes did his thing when he had, when, when it was time. But man, 
I love that Super Bowl, though. I did enjoy it. The, the game was a microcosm of the Kansas City Chiefs season. All right, yeah, it wasn't wasn't pretty. The offense had mistakes. You've got Travis Kelsey borderline assaulting a senior citizen on the sideline. That that person being his head coach. Head coach. Not ideal. That was bizarre. Hey. And you don't really see a lot of replays today. Networks really aren't yeah. showing it. It's kind of like this thing happened, and the world's talking about it. And it's just ah, well, let's forget that. Everybody celebrate the Chiefs. Looks like they have a little different. They have a different relationship, right? That's true, and, and it's like always hard to parse way. through the emotions of others and, and yeah. their relationships. But it was crazy, and even to the end, you've you've got Mahomes and Rasheed Rice going at it on the sideline, but Spagnola's defense forced those three and outs repeatedly. No Chris doubt. Jones. All prevented three touchdowns. I know Dan Orlovsky pointed that out. And when you look at those plays, I, I agree with him. I mean, those were three plays. If they're not touchdowns, they're game-changing plays. And he gets the pressure on Brock Purdy to prevent that from happening. And it's close at the end. So, of course, Mahomes is going to find a way. So, to me, that's still the story. It's Mahomes. It's that diabolic. He just becomes somebody else, something else, this other entity lurking behind the corner ready to take your soul away. If you, if it's a close game and there's a lot on the line, he's going to win. And I was watching the game with a buddy and I hadn't seen this stat until he brought it up actually. And then you go look it up. It's, it's not really a stat, I guess it was the whoop band that he was wearing through the 2021 season. Did, did you read that? when that came out the company whoop, you know, Gina has one. A lot of people have them that kind of tracks your sleep and your heart rate and all that different stuff. Crazy. I mean, the 2021 divisional playoff game against the Bills, one of the most ridiculous playoff games we'll ever see. 13 seconds game, obviously. Um, His heart rate would spike like on the sideline if the Bills like made a play or something. But when he was on the field, right before those snaps, right before those two completions to get them into field goal range, those final 13 seconds, his heart rate was down in like a flow state. It was as calm as it could be. That explains everything with Patrick Mahomes. The more that is on the line with forget America, the whole whole world watching. (laughs) He just completely goes from here down to here. And he's in the backyard playing pitch and catch. And that's what you saw those last two drives. Right, I mean, they they just ran out of time at the end of regulation, uh, but they get that field goal with him just working his way right down the field, and then in overtime, it's the same deal with the rice blow up in between. It's just, I don't, I think, I think back to something Mike Tyson said, uh, where he 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 used to like cry before all of his fights, and I think William Shatner asked him like, why why do you cry before the, your fights and he said, because I'm like about to turn into somebody else, somebody that I don't like. I don't know what Mahomes is turning into where he's ruthless and just tears your heart out of your chest. And he does it in this calm, tranquil state. But man, it's he's a force of nature that, by the way, is only 28 years old and isn't going anywhere. Now you just wonder how long. How long does he have this hunger and drive? 
because Kelsey, Kelsey's not going to be around much longer. I mean, look, he's, that was straight. Just, he was straight caveman lumberjack last night, catching the ball and just running people over the speed's gone. The route running's gone. You know, it's now he's just a part of the system tough, you know, but this hunger that Mahomes has, as long as he has that, the rest of the team, once Kelsey's gone, whoever the next guy is, he'll have that same hunger. They'll they'll raise their game to match Mahomes. And it doesn't seem like it's going away for him. Like, he really seems like he, you know, it's just once more and once more. You know, we've talked about it so much in the AFC, but let's stay on this game. Um what were you, where were you at with where are you at with Purdy right now? As far as do you see are you liking my breeze thing that we've been on yeah. all year? Like do you see where I you could see it like with the like last night? Here's what I want to say. I, I still can't get over that we're not talking about this is his first year as a full time starter. Let's we cannot let that go. Like what a great, just remarkable run he's had. I thought last night you saw some of the limitations show up with the lack of size, being able to get some of those throws off um, on third downs, especially that, but that can improve. I think he can get there. He knows how to play. He knows how to deliver the ball from different angles. He's, he has all that. We all say it when we've seen quarterbacks, just that natural, quote unquote it we talked about it with Dave Bowler but it's cliche but it's true just comfortable in the pocket comfortable in chaos Purdy is he's okay with it he never looks rattled I couldn't get over how they came out last night this is why I love football though this real quick with this game 49ers we've talked about it for weeks they come out they've been terrible both playoff games start slow start slow last night they start fast they look great, but they didn't take advantage of it. Right. And then the green law injury is crazy. I mean, just crazy injury because part of the whole weeks that we've talked about this game was those two linebackers are, you know, they're special and you lose one right away. So yeah, all of a sudden it's like, you don't take advantage of dominating the first quarter. You lose green law you could tell that you were just holding on at that point. Like it was like where the chiefs are trying to figure out, they could not figure out what to do on offense. They were struggling. And then as the game progressed, you saw, you saw it. the plans that like Steve Wilkes and Kyle Shanahan had from a home start to fall apart. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is just jumping in and calling a timeout and basically saying, hell no, Steve, we ain't going cover cover zero blitz. And, you don't see that a lot, but that was right. that was a tough one for Wilkes. That's a tough one. That was in front of it. Everybody saw that one. Like, and it's the kind of thing that happens more than people know, right? Mm. Noted it in the 13 not, seconds right. game. Sean and Leslie right. Frazier was told that's exactly what happened before those two timeouts, during those two timeouts, before those two plays. But you're right. This was broadcast to everyone. It and- was like, it was like, I know. And the, the defense really wasn't itself after that. It, it, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that moment kind of threw him off, but it to me it just revealed like a coaching staff in panic mode against Patrick Mahomes. Like they really 
they, they had them for three quarters by and large, and their command of the game gradually just slipped away and slipped away and slipped away, and Mahomes started figuring stuff out. He kind of was a game manager with a little bit of rushing ability. I mean, he just knew where to go with the ball. I think, what, eight different players caught at least two passes, so he spread it out. To get to your question, though, on Purdy, he yeah, was fine. Just, yeah. You know, I think he played well enough. And I've never really been overly critical of Purdy himself. No. I mean, he's no, I was I was curious great from the jump. But this Super Bowl does kind of expose the the flaw in their team building and their pursuit of a quarterback. And they've been so roller coaster ride with it philosophically, not really knowing what in the hell they want. Since they passed on Mahomes for Solomon Thomas at number three, right? Since since that moment, it's been trade for Jimmy G. Pay Jimmy G. Takes you as far as he can take you. Sell the farm for Trey Lance. Three first round picks. He's he waits a year. He's gonna be the guy. You know, there's not even a competition with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just the guy. Then he gets hurt, misses a year, comes back. And by then, they had kind of handed the keys to Brock Purdy, which is fine. Like, I get it. You know, Brock, I'm not making the case that Trey Lance wins the Super Bowl. I'm making oh the case God. that when you're when you're this uh, helter-skelter at the quarterback position and you gave away all those first-round picks and you don't really know what you want philosophic, philosophically, like, do you want the athletic specimen that can just kind of make plays improvise, second reaction, all of that. I mean, they they took their swing. It didn't work out. Or do you want the other guy? They kind of came around to a quarterback they can win with, but in the process, you gave up three first-round picks for nothing. And I'm watching this game thinking, wow, they really could use a pass rusher opposite Nick Bosa. They could really use a corner to chase around some of these receivers. Like, even though they've been so good in player acquisition, trading for Trent Williams, trading for Christian McCaffrey, drafting a Brock Purdy, drafting Adebo Samuel. I mean, both sides of the ball, everywhere you look, there's some good picks. But in the Super Bowl, you need studs. You need the Chris Joneses of the world to just wreck shit. They didn't really have another one of those players that they needed as well as they played. And that that trade came back to bite him in the ass. And, And that's why you just need to have a sound plan at quarterback and everybody get behind it, and they've just been taking these wild pendulum swings back and forth, and as good as Purdy is, it, I, those pendulum swings kind of caught up to him, I think, in this game. Is is that being too harsh? No, I'm, I'm – I think they have their guy. I'm, I'm, I think they should ride with Purdy. I don't think this I, is – I do, yet. too. I mean, that's I what too. I mean. I'm, I, I, I get the – There, he's got – it's his first year starting like year he's year two in the league. Like I'm blown away with where he's at. I love it all. What I also loved about the way that game started for Purdy. It's McCaffrey who fumbles. It's Trent Williams with the penalty right away. And to start the penalties. game, it's the, super, it's the elite superstars that are coming out in the first quarter with mistakes and not Purdy. So, you know, those were, those were drive killers that they were, cause they were rolling on those drives you know you can't you can't put that on the court I mean not that you are I'm just saying that to me shows he was Purdy was dialed in to start that game 
that's just a trade. I mean, you've been in front offices. That's a trade that is going to get people fired nine out of ten times. It's and they're that one out of ten because they've done such a great job elsewhere. Crazy. But you just Crazy. knew at some point it might come back to get you. And Crazy. they they were missing a couple key pieces defensively, especially late in the game to get a stop. They just didn't have on the roster, right? I mean, I, I, I'm I, I love Logan Ryan. He's made some plays for him. I, it's wild he's still in the NFL. Yeah. It's a credit to him that that he's still earning snaps in a Super Bowl late in the game. But there's a there's a lot of moments in that in that fourth quarter in overtime. Plus, they're gassed. By that point, you could you could just see the defense is on E. And, and the you Chiefs know, had him on the ropes. It was cool to see uh, Hargrave, the defensive tackle for San Fran, show like the way he shows up. He always has. He was the equivalent to me coming out of college. He, he played at South Carolina State in Orangeburg, South Carolina. But he was the equivalent of what Jiree Evans was at Division II Bloomsburg was Hargrave at South Carolina State. Tyler, he dominated this league so ridiculous, just like Jiree did. Like You're like, what's going on? Why is this guy here? You, If you're looking it up right now, Hargrave I had – I want to <laughs> say he may have had 22 sacks. It was some ridiculous – like, you know, it was like what you would think. But he his, his rise was awesome because he kept – I think he kept elevating himself into the senior bowl, basically, and just – uh, it was cool to see him just – he's been really dominant since he got in the league, just like he was in college. So, once again, to see him out there was like, man, I just – that took me back to him sh- showing out last night. I'm like, man, that close to getting the ring. He may Football's have one a cruel from Philly. Sport. He may have one from Philly. But. As, as cruel as football is, I mean – Kyle Shanahan has changed the game. So let's go there. Okay, go ahead. I thought they went into a law that third quarter. Like, just what were they doing on offense? Um, Can't stand that they kicked a field goal in overtime. Can't. Like, there's no way I'm going out like that, Tyler. No way I'm going out like that. I'm that's on third down. I'm like, look, we got two downs to get this. So go ahead. Like run it both downs. If you want, we got two downs. So you don't have to throw it on that, you know, on that third down where they had it, you know, but the pass rush yeah. got them, but whatever, man, I'm not kicking a field goal. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think we have to transition into Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan yeah, because I'm with you on that. That's all of the barrels of ink. An airtime that it gets, Trev or Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. But man, maybe Shanahan's the story here because I think when you really look at other offenses and coordinators, they're really copying the stuff he does. Just the concepts and the window dressing and stretching teams horizontally and knowing when to get vertical and the positionless player. It's one of those things I think every team aspires to, but they can't pull off when they really do have Kyle Juszczyk running down the field as a fullback and Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and Jennings. But even if he is a modern-day Don Coriel, I guess he's similar to Coriel, 
right now he's known as a as a Super Bowl choker. Fair or unfair, that's his reputation. He's the Falcons offensive coordinator to take it back. They couldn't close out a 28 to 3 lead. Just rewatching that. Oh my god. I mean, Julio Jones tightrope backed on the sideline. I think they got down to the 22 yard line with whatever it was, 4 minutes and change. You take a knee and you kick a field goal and you're Super Bowl champs. They throw, it backfires, sack, penalty, punt, Tom Brady. Similar to Mahomes. I mean, right, there's there's your lesson that should be learned there. If you give one of these guys uh just the 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 the, the slightest, most narrow open door, they're gonna bust through it. Ten point lead, six and a half minutes in the first Super Bowl against Kansas City, and then this game. If we're thinking through that Kyle Shanahan lens, it's he it's gonna be known for what he chose to do and the new overtime rules. And if you've got one team that was prepared, as Chris Jones said, they've talked about this for two weeks. They knew the rules. They knew that they would want the ball second because that gives you the ability to go for two and end the game right there if you want. You have 49er players, Eric Armstead, Kyle Juszczyk, saying they had no clue. Credit to them for honesty, right? I think if you're a player and you get asked that, be really easy to just lie and get out of that jam. They were honest. They said, yeah, they didn't have a clue. They didn't talk about it. They had no strategy, no plan. And Kyle Shanahan said that his discussions with his analytics people guided him to the decision to take the ball because then you get it third because at that point it could be sudden death, which I've heard some arguments for that. I'm all in. I'm taking the ball second because you're in total command. But by taking the ball first, you're you're giving Patrick Mahomes another down. You're you're letting him have complete command of the game because then at that point he knows exactly how many points he needs, how many downs are at his disposal, and they can still go for two. I mean, they can still end it if they want. And then you exasperate the problem on top of that, as you said, Jim. By kicking a chip shot field goal, I think it was at the nine yard line, fourth and fourth and nine. I just a field after, goal after Patrick Mahomes went right down the field on your defense after they clearly had figured something out, and your defense is gassed and they just ran out of time at the end of regulation. I I didn't I didn't get it. It was it I think, but I think that's the Mahomes effect. He just kind of takes you out of your element, gets inside of your brain, and forces you to screw up. Uh, it's Michael Jordan, uh, really. I mean, that, that, that this is how Shanahan could be remembered. Just a bit role, minor character in the story of one Patrick Mahomes in the vein of Jerry Sloan and Ewing and Malone, Barkley, pick whoever you want. And this guy, he ain't going to the Binghamton Barons to play baseball for two years, even though he, he could play minor league ball if he wanted. He's he's just going to keep coming back for more. I know we always come back to Mahomes here, but Shanahan, what were your thoughts on his decision? No. If To me, if, you, if you're taking the ball, it's no field goal. <laughs> just We're going to take the ball first, and we are not kicking a field goal. 
just just deal with it. Like get it out of your mind. I, there's no way I'm going out like that. No way. That's all especially when say. you went for it on fourth down. That's all I'm saying. Before, I, I, that's a, right? That's the all little I'm out to George Kittle. Other than that, I respect Shanahan. I love that he hit like to all the points you said. He's he's transformed offensive football. I love what he does with quarterbacks. I don't get why he can't pick quarterbacks. You know, they got Purdy, but let's face it. We know that story. They got him last pick. But I hope he, I hope he and Purdy make it back. I, I like the combo. It has a Peyton Breeze offensive mastermind, limited quarterback, but high intel, high accuracy, all the stuff that you need if you lack the physical gift. With a little more mobility, really. With, with more mobility, no question. So, hey, it worked before. With I saw it with New Orleans. So yeah, Shanahan, Purdy, it can work for sure. They got to just they got it's 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 frustrating. It's just like Buffalo though. It's frustrating sometimes. Like, but everything's okay. Like you still have the right people in place. You that's why you back. need to go for the jugular though. Mm-hmm. I mean, go that, for the jugular. It's, it's what we've talked about with the Bills goals. Yep. at the end Can't of all these goals. seasons. It's not going to work against this team, this coach, this quarterback. They were kicking field goals all game, too, and that last one. Yeah. That's like a turnover, man. I I swear to God, you see the the 49ers kick a a field goal, and it's like the Chiefs are, like, celebrating. Like, it's like a turnover. (laughs) That's such a good point. (laughs) It really is. Here, take your three. And that's where Spags enters the equation, too. I, th- this was a stat thrown out there. They led the NFL with 74 unblocked pressures. Heard that on NFL Network. That That's a lot. Uh, so, you know, when you see Chris Jones just Unblocked in Purdy's face with nobody blocking him, that's not luck. That's not chance. That's no. a coordinator. That's design. Winning the mental game against Shanahan. Dream. Right? I mean, it's he, just like he got to Shanahan. Just like when you see offensive, like when you see guys on the Chiefs wide open, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's that just it's the exact same flipped. I agree with you. That's the sign. Hey, we got you, bust. Because also, that is uh, something I don't think a lot. I, I don't have it right in front of me. T- teams haven't played Purdy in the Forty ers like that. I mean, they've been kind of terrified to blitz, but mm-hmm. a blitz for any other team and any other coordinator is going to look rated PG compared to what Spagnola <laughs> dials up. It's the same thing as what Lamar Jackson faced all year, right? Lamar's numbers versus the blitz were great, uh, but it's one thing to face the blitz in the divisional round against the Houston Texans when I don't think D'Amico Ryans really likes the blitz, but then he's trying to do, you know, it's just a little out of the element. It's not that dangerous. And then you've got a group of 11 players in Kansas city that are on a string, that know how to time things up. Spagnola knows when to bring the heat, and he brought it third down, everything on the line. It's coming. I mean, shit, Brandon Ayuk's open for a touchdown. He's open on that play before the field goal at OT. You're going to give up something on the back end. You know that that could happen, but you believe in your guys. It comes down to that belief, man. Andy Reid believes in Mahomes and coaches that way. Steve Spagnuolo believes in his players and coaches that way. And 
more often than not, that's going to pay off at the end of these big games, doesn't it? No question. Because they're in sync. No panic. The whole team is, everybody's on the same page. No, you you, you summed it up. Andy Reid has kept that Dave Tobe. I always I brought him up before, the special teams coordinator for Kansas City. Long time. He was with us in Philly when we started. Yeah. He was Harbaugh's. He was John Harbaugh's assistant special team coach when I was in Philly. Harbaugh is, yeah, goes to Baltimore. Tobe got promoted to special teams coordinator in Philly, and Andy's never let him leave his side. You just know that they're going to find a way to evolve for the better. I mean, this this was the year. You can't say it enough. This was the year I, to get the I, Chiefs. I think I may be this the king it. of saying it. I think I'm, 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 I've said it to the point where it's embarrassing. I mean, shame on the rest of the NFL for allowing it to happen. <laughs> How many times? It's Christmas like, Day. This is Josh, it's it's Christmas clear. Day. They look terrible. You always knew with Mahomes like that they, they, they had a shot and they're going to get in. They'd have the one home playoff game and maybe – the regular season is just the offense trying to figure out their identity with a lot of headaches along the way because they figured it out. Yeah, they did and they didn't. I mean, they did what they had to do in these games offensively. It wasn't pure domination. It's lucky they had their defense this year, the type of defense they had this year. They're going to find a way to keep Chris Jones, I think. I mean, he had every incentive. You just open up the wall at this point. Like, pay up. He proved it. He is. He is. We were texting a little bit. I mean, to you, is that the, is that the truth then? Do you want to put that out there better than Aaron Donald? Is he I've said standard? it on here. No, I've said it on this pod for – I said That's it right, last have. year. Yeah, I've said it. I've said it. I'm good with it. I've said it about Andy Reid being the best coach ever. I said that what, two years or last year, I'm good with Chris Jones over Aaron Donald. I've seen it year after year. I And I'm not saying that, look, that is not some, that's arguing about Kobe and LeBron. That's big deal. There's no right answer, no wrong answer. You find a way to get that done. You find a way to get LeJarius Sneed done. I mean, oh. he's he's incredible. He took Sneed such a step this year. Duffy. And then I think that they're at a point, Jim, where you're going to get some hometown discounts, not with those two, but maybe somebody like Duke Tranquil, who's a free agent, sticks around for a little less. You know, when you've got a dynasty, guys want to be a part of that dynasty. And it's your own Mm -hmm. and it's veterans on the outside, right? They're going to get some ring chasers now on some minimum deals, close to minimum deals. They're going to help them in a big way. You know, the Patriots could do that with Tom Brady. But there was always that caveat when veterans went to New England, like, oh, man, am I just going to hate life for, you know, X amount of months? And yeah, with Bill Belichick, there's it comes with a little sacrifice. Uh, it's going to be a little different playing under Belichick and the Patriots way. It's proven. They've won a lot of games, a lot of Super Bowls. But you know that that's in the back of some guy's mind where I, I don't think it's going to be in the back of their mind. With Andy Reid and the Chiefs, 
Hell yeah, they'll go to Chief, go to the Chiefs, go to Mahomes, chase a ring. I mean, that's going to help their team building into the future too. It's, I know we do this every year, every time anybody wins a championship. Oh my gosh, how many rings are they going to win? You can do that with this team and this quarterback. He's hard to believe. Hard to believe. I didn't think we could do that in football right now. I didn't think this, but it's true. He can chase. Adam Cook, though, Mahomes' high school football coach, brought up one name, unsolicited, when he was trying to think of anybody in the sport wired like Patrick Mahomes in terms of rising up to the moment, everything on the line, being ruthless, not reckless, take your soul away, Joe Burrow. He says that. He goes, I see it in Joe Burrow. That, that, that's kind of the variable that the Chiefs didn't have to deal with this year. They didn't have to deal with Joe Burrow. They didn't have to deal with the Bengals. He did go into Arrowhead and win one AFC championship game and, and nearly won another. Maybe he does if Chris Jones isn't one-on-one on the edge on third down. I think that's who the, I think that's who the Bills are most terrified of. They have not had an answer for Burrow. That's a good point. But anyway... So now what, Tyler? What's the big – what do we got this week? No NFL? The beat you want, goes when on, When are we going to talk draft? When do you want to talk draft? What do you, I mean, when are we doing hey. our first – when's your first mock coming out? If I ever put a mock draft out <laughs> in the month of February, hell ever, come to my home and punch me directly in the face, Jim. Please. No mocks. <laughs> Not gonna insult our listeners and insult our readers with grift bullshit. It's, I get it; it's fun. We like seeing names. We like prognosticating, all that good stuff. But um, but yeah, you know, this is our annual reminder that most mock drafts are it's all a grift. It's all it is, and that's why we uh, brought Bob McGinn into the fold because. He's talking to the scouts. He's talking to the personnel execs. He's talking to these colleges. His draft series is always a delight, a a hodgepodge of good, bad, and usually quite a bit of ugly. But this is how the NFL views these prospects. Uh, That that won't be coming out for a bit, but yes, we'll be in the draft mode soon. I love the offseason, Jim. It's such a great opportunity to, um, to take some trips work on some projects, take a little time on some stuff. And it's it's one reason that I physically didn't go to the Super Bowl this year, honestly. You know, we, we went last year, but everybody that subscribes, you know, they're making an investment into our journalism. And I, I just felt like this year, let, let's use that investment into some other directions. And I think we're going to have a lot of big stuff brewing over really the next four, five, six months, we got a long slog till the start of the regular season. We'll be at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis and a lot more that I can't quite give away yet. But thank you, everyone, for reading, for listening, for subscribing. This has been such a fun time. I am blown away by the support by readers and listeners across across the country, around the world, hell, on that game day chat that we do every Sunday, it's it's unbelievable to meet people, like I said, in Slovenia and Italy, London. I'm trying to think back. All over the place. 
Scotland, and here in the good old U.S. of A. So thank you, everybody. We we uh, we exist because of you. And Jim, this has been fun. We'll uh, obviously keep the pod going. I know you've been looking at these quarterbacks. Yeah, no, quite some time. And receivers. I got all the receivers ready to roll, so we're good to go. Got good draft stuff. I think fans have mentally been able to like trigger into the offseason quicker than than in the past right the, the morning period has dwindled i i've just noticed that even the last five ten years you know, people people are justifiably pissed off when their season ends they should be right as we say playoff games mean a hundred times more than anything else so examine what went wrong try to fix it uh, but the, the the nfl never ends i mean this it's all by design i love it right Keeps us talking about it, writing about it. it. It never ends. So, yeah, we'll take a few days to kind of reset, but get right back at it for sure. Jim, thank you so much for recording from Delaware. You're all over the place. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, everybody.